0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have Otakara Klatky here today. So, she is a former investigative reporter and now an author, and she's going to talk all about what that's like for her and. Her process and just get into what it's like being her. So, welcome, Otakara.
1: Thank you for having me, Melody. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. So, um, I'm an indie author. So it means I write and self-publish my books, um, which is a beautiful, which is a beautiful and fulfilling. Uh, work to do hard at times but uh, definitely something that uh, that keeps me happy and uh, besides that i do homeschool my daughter so i should say i'm also a teacher to one little tween <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i bet that's a whole challenge in and of itself
1: Yes, yes, it it can be definitely at some days, but uh, we've been homeschooling. I've been homeschooling throughout her whole life. So at this point, at least like things are a little more worked out so I can uh, focus on things. And actually I uh, published two children chapter books, um, not just the little babies, but actually chapter books. So I did this as a part of the sort of a curriculum, if -hmm. you will. In, in her education because this way I could like write a book and I could have her read it and give me back feedback and her comments and be the beta reader and actually see the whole process. So in a way it's um, I was able to partially Put both of these things together to kind of like fit it all in the same time frame because we all have 24 hours per day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, how did you get into writing and working for yourself and all that?
1: I uh, started, uh, I published my first book in um, just a couple of years ago, and uh, it was uh, for my 40th birthday. So, uh, I did not start till quite late with books, um, and uh, it was like when I was ending my thirties, and I spent my thirties just being stay-at-home mom, and uh, and uh, you know I had a I had a great career and great things happened before. Then I was at home with my daughter, which was wonderful. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure that uh, many ladies can agree that. At the same time, you need like some sort of grown up intracment, and uh, and other things. And and as she was growing up, I was feeling that there is like a little more I can do. And um, I live up in a rural, small rural town, and with having all my education in Europe, and really having no education here in America when I was here, so there was like not much. I didn't feel like there was much opportunity, so I was looking at something that I could stay at home and be with my daughter and keep homeschooling, and I always, always wanted to write a book, so that was like my biggest dream. Since I was a child, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an author, so it was like something that was like dormant in my life, throughout mm-hmm. my life, and and when I moved to States, I still kept thinking about writing a book, but uh, never felt good enough, that my English wouldn't be good enough because Mm. uh, I came from Czech Republic. English is my second language. So I didn't feel like uh, I would be able to pull it off. But uh, as my 40th birthday was going to approach in 2016, so on a New Year's Eve of 2015, I decided I will write a book for my own birthday and it will be my present to myself, Mm. to Turn the decade into something else, and so I did. And so, this is kind of how it started. So, um, I started, I wrote, I published, I self published the book, and uh, I was really lucky that the book became really successful right away. And it actually was able to give me a full time income. And so, um, I took another month to learn how to publish. I first published the ebook, then I learned how to publish the paperback and the audiobook and how to market how to market these things so that all kind of came later i was really lucky that my book was like successful enough that i was excited about it excited about it and people were excited about it and uh, and it kind of changed the game for me over the over that course of that year and um, i decided to stick with writing and it was something that fulfills me and i love the process love seeing the book to come alive and uh, I would highly recommend anyone to give it a shot.
0: Wow, that's really um, inspiring because I've always wanted to write a book. But I I don't know if you're like this, but I'm so self-critical of what I write. I'll go back and rewrite a sentence over and over again. And part of me thinks nobody wants to read what I have to write. Like, there's so many books. There's no point in doing this. So I've never done it because I keep stopping myself. But I love that you just went for it and you just did it.
1: You know, I I love that you brought this up because this is something that happens to every single author, everyone, even the best of them. So... The one thing that like, if you think this and have this thoughts in your head, think that everyone has it. Like, I, The moment I publish my book, I rewritten and reread it so many times, I have zero idea whether the book is good. Like I honestly, till this day, I cannot judge any of my books personally. So uh, you just got to let that go. And one big thing in order for me to be able to pros- proceed with this whole thing, was that I had to give myself a permit. I call it, I gave myself a permission to suck. I literally <laughs> went to the mirror and I made out loud to the mirror promise to my book. And I said, I will do my best. I will give it my best. I know I'm, not a, you know I'm not gonna write the best because English is not my first language. I know I'm gonna screw up all the way. But if you just, the muse of the book, stick with me and stay and allow me to finish. I promise I will bring you to the end. And it was so empowering that I swear after I did this, I tripled my outcome of like everything, like the of, of work and the whole process went. But it was, a, it was a hard and it always is. And whenever you think about a book and you see the book and you think that, oh, I probably couldn't write something like this or anyone if, you know, it's, it's important to think that to know that that book has been edited and reviewed so mm-hmm. many times. It's never what you write. Matter of fact, we say that um, um, we say that if you write your rough draft, your rough draft supposed to suck. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be any good. It's you gotta go forward. What you need to do is when you write, you just gotta move forward. I actually have a rule, my personal rule, that I never ever read after myself when I'm writing the very first time. I never go back more than one or two paragraphs depending you know how long they are and I never read what was written before anymore like I just keep going forward keep going forward unless I run into like some sort of research that I know like would definitely fit where else somewhere else back then I might make an exception or I make a note on a site to bring this part of information in a book later but um I try never, ever to look back because I would delete it. I would definitely delete my whole book and I would have a really, really hard time going forward. So if you want to write a book, just, you know, just know that you got to go forward. Just know you got to keep going wherever you have. Don't look back till you have the first draft done. And when the first draft done is, it's for you. It's not for anyone else to see. So then you go and you actually have some sort of a script. And some authors even rewrite this entire script all over again. But it still gives them some sort of information. They know how they put their their work into, you know, some sort of um, structure that the book would have this structure and something so they can rewrite certain chapters. And it's, you know, it's, it's typical. I go through multiple rounds of editing. I go through... Um, multiple beta readers who check my book and point out mistakes. So in a way it is, you know, it's sort of a, I always say like it's sort of masochistic work Mm -hmm. because you literally looking for the flaws you did. But at the same time, because you look for the flaws you did, you look for your flaws to fix them in order to fix them and make something better on the end. And I think this is an amazing growth process for any human being. Because you are, we so often don't want to, like, acknowledge our own flaws in whatever we do instead of trying to, like, see them and not judge them, but just fix them and move forward because they're fixed. Mm.
0: So.
1: Yeah, so
0: what do you feel like has been your biggest challenge as you've become an author? Has it been the writing part, the self-editing, or has it been more of the marketing and learning how to promote yourself and all that?
1: Um, honestly, I think the biggest challenge above all to me is to find the self motivation, mm. because if you do whatever you do, especially if you work, you know, you work from home. Like if you, are an author, any writing, until you come to that point when you start working with the editor, it's all up to you. There is nobody else in the process. And because of that, it's very easy to get wrapped into your daily life, things that need to happen. You know, car breaks down, you gotta take it to the shop, you gotta mm-hmm. make a grocery shopping, you have to take care of your family, you have to do that, and then. And then it's evening and your brain is tired. So this is honestly the, the hardest thing is to be able to be diligent and carve out the time and have the self-discipline to, to do. And even when I work further on, and I love this, it's, it's a, something that is challenging to me, but at the same time, it's my favorite thing um, mm-hmm. about producing a book because even when I work with the editor and even when I work with the formatter with my children's books with the illustrator when I work with the narrator basically everybody I hire them so they are on a timeline but I'm not obligated that much on a timeline back to them because it's Mm -hmm. my book it's my project so again I am not so I am not so bound with time structure and this is I would say this is the hardest thing of all to do and the second hardest thing is going through the editing it's not just the self-editing it's working with the editor like basically really looking for these flaws Mm. but by now I I I seek them I'm still not at the phase that I know I know some authors who say like editing is my favorite part about a book definitely not with me but I'm Uh, good enough to understand to be able to separate myself from it and now it's not like my flaw I should not take it personally although it still feels like I always feel like it feels like somebody just skins you out alive and you have to regrow new skin and that's how the editing process kind of feels but Mm. every time you come out of it it feels like you come out stronger better you know more full of a human being of being able to do anything in life so
0: Wow. Yeah. You've given me a lot to think about, about being an author. (laughs) Um, So what do you feel like helps you get that motivation? Do you have any sort of like set routine that uh, helps you get into the flow and start writing or just start your day on the right foot? Or what does that look like for you?
1: I, I was with my first book I was much better. I have to say now it's harder because now I besides of like just having the one single book to focus on I have three other books that constantly need some sort of marketing promotions and and being out there so I have to tend to more things mm-hmm. besides of just the one you know besides of just writing one book but the, I try the I try to address if I am in a process of writing or editing especially writing I try to do it the very first thing in the morning and my brain is full and nothing really happened in the day yet so it's not like um I don't know I'm facing the fact that the dog pooped on a carpet (laughs) (laughs) you know like you don't actually have like no tragedy so I try to get up before my daughter, before she has to, you know, do her school. And I try to write in the morning. This way I avoid anything that happens later on and my brain is actually just focused on this thing. Plus the brain is the fullest. The downside of it is that I am a very much night owl kind of person. So (laughs) sometimes it's very hard to do that. And so I have to take naps in the afternoon or I try to take naps and do it this way. However, when I work like with editors or formatting, that is kind of something throughout the day. And I have the, you know, I have a board where I write what I have to do that day. I try to have a morning routine and I do try to work in the morning. Like I said, it does not always work at best, but I do have uh, At the evening, when I go to bed, I write down what I want to start my day with and what I want to accomplish the next day. So Mm -hmm. I don't get up in the morning going like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Like there is all this, 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 but what needs to be done first? And somehow it actually feels that at the evening, I don't always accomplish everything. So I know at the evening, like what is really burning me the most. And I know it by the end of the day. So that I write on my whiteboard here. So it's waiting here for me. And if it's really hard, um, I actually write myself a message, like a little message (laughs) to myself that I leave on a counter. So when I get up in the morning, I'll go like, thank you for getting up early. I know you're tired, but let's do this.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that you're so uh, motivational to yourself. I think a lot of us kind of forget to do that, but we're always motivating our spouses or kids or whatever, but we don't take the time to give ourselves love. So I, I really like that you do that because I do that for myself too. It really helps.
1: <laughs> it really does. It really does. Oh, and I should, I should not forget that I have multiple different accountability partners. I have oh, good. <laughs> like, many different accountabilities and I try not to have like many goals with too many of them. So like I have like somebody I would have like, okay, this is the one single task that like I have some other authors so or they could be from, you know, different things, but each of them, it's like, has their niche for me to be accountable for. Mm -hmm. So I try to stick to, because I don't talk to everybody every single day, but, uh, you know, within like, let's say a week or something, I'll try to say like, okay, this is my goal. What's your goal? And let's just help each other to stick to it.
0: Yeah. That's so important though. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm the one that gets busy and then forgets to check in with people, but you know, that's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell me about your first book. I'm so interested to hear about the self-healing mechanism. What, what is that and how did that come about?
1: Okay. So my first book, it's called "Heal Your Body Whisper, How to Unlock Your Self-Healing Mechanism. And it is, um, throughout all the years when I thought of writing a book, this was one book that I always thought like I should, or the subject of the book I should write about. Because when I was a child, I was, I had a kind of a sickish childhood. I was, I had so many different, I had way too many problems with my organs, with different organs. And so I was pretty much always ill or always under some sort of, um, blanket of like supervision I had to have a very special diet I couldn't get tired I couldn't carry heavy stuff I never attended PE classes because they would make me like breathe heavy and I couldn't breathe heavy and so there was a lot of things I kind of had to I grew up with I and as I was growing up as a child unfortunately instead of all these things getting better they were getting worse it like seemed like you know at the fifth grade my liver gave out so i i had like i had like things they were adding on and and then when i was in a high school I had some women's problems because they basically, and it like turned out that I was supposed to be born out of twins, but the one egg like kind of went inside the other. And wow. and it's like starts growing when you hit the puberty and starts, you know, the hormones start kicking. and So it's kind of creates this hardened cyst inside you. So then I had to get a surgery with that. And that had like some, because I had other issues that caused other issues. So it was like, things started piling and piling. And as I was growing up, instead of like, maybe easing up it was just like new challenge just add on a new challenge add on and so um I didn't feel you know it was not like I was depressed I think my parents or my mom was much more felt worse about it than me as a child who was living it but it was a different childhood for sure like they were years I would spend over 80% out of school because I just was constantly either home ill or in a hospital and um And so I didn't have like school friends. I really don't have, you know, much recollection on any of my school years because I was barely ever there. Um, And uh, then when I grew up, I really like on the like throughout the teenage years later on, I wanted to rebel and I rebelled against the parents and the doctors, and I did not want to be constantly um, like told like what I was able to do or not able to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, I really wanted to travel. It was also the time when, uh, communism fell and mm-hmm. we were able to, we started to be able to travel. So there was this political kind of background to it that politically borders opened and I really wanted to, but because of my poor health, it was like something that was always questioning that even if I was healthy, there was never like any, um, guarantee that i would not eat some food that wouldn't make me completely sick or something that there would be like something bad or some i would not encounter something some situation that would just you know drop me so um but i really wanted to travel so i started traveling just making these smaller trips abroad and uh And I realized like, because I, the desire of traveling was there so strong that I never got sick when I traveled. I would always get sick when I come back, but never when I traveled, which was amazing. And, and that was like the beginning of start of like trying to like addressing the fact that like I needed to somewhat communicate with my body to do what I really wanted it to do. But also I realized that I have to tend to the body what the body truly needed. And the doctors or the parents, they really, um, they just go by books, right? So you're kind of like pushed in a box. And, uh, and that book's supposed to sort of fit you. And I guess like on a big, massive, massive scale, it somewhat works. But if you look at it from individual level, it really doesn't. It really doesn't fit you. And your body has its own needs. And so the book is about the capability we all have within us that connects you with your body because your body is amazing you're here you are alive because your body is there and even if you have the health issues and this is the one thing i had to realize if you have a health issues your body is working on it so actually your health issues it's something that where your body is working the hardest and we are so often upset that something doesn't work or even our body shape or whatever that issues like oh damn I have allergies or I have that but uh, they don't realize like we don't realize that our body really actually is working right at that problem more than anywhere else and that's where the body really needs a lot of love a lot of our love so the book is about connecting and bringing this love together bringing our capability of loving the body um, the way it deserves because then the body loves you back and heals you and heals the problem use. most of the problems on its own so by the time I hit 30 I dropped all of my problems I was a personal trainer um, that was even before I was, was 30 so like from not being able to ever attend PE class when I was like 27 I think um, I was a personal trainer at a gym and I was able to work out harder than anyone I knew. And I, my body was in a great shape and nobody would ever tell that I ever had any kind of health issues. So wow. that, that's what's the book about.
0: That's crazy. That's so interesting. I want to read it now. And I'm sure everybody who's listening will want to read it too because that's incredible that you had to struggle through all of those health issues and all that just stress and probably depression, I'm guessing, because, you know, when you can't do anything, that's not going to make you happy. That's incredible Mm -hmm. that you were able to persevere through that and actually have the amazing life that you have now. So that's great.
1: Awesome. It's a good thing to be able to, you know, I think we often... When it comes to our body, we often approach it, just like you said about, like, when I said, like, I write myself my own notes, like, thank you for getting up, like, you rock. And, like, I would write it in the evening because, like, I know in the morning I'm going to be groggy and not want to get up. And, uh, and this is something that we are often, like, easier and nicer to our children and spouses. So this book really, like, I, I talk a lot about the microbiome we have in our body all the microorganisms that live throughout and so there is a very much there in the book is a path of teaching how do you truly love yourself in in that way in a completely unconditional way because i separate the body from the mind or you you know the soul and i separate it not just in some sort of like philosophical way, I separate mm-hmm. it in a way that they are these microorganisms that are real. That's, you know, there are trillion hundreds of trillions of them who are there and you are basically a boss of them, but you know, you need to be a good, good assertive leader and take care of them. But, um, one of the reviewer, I love that, she said that I basically wrote a love letter to the body. And so it's, it is about changing the perspective. And once you change this path of perspective of your body, you change the way you approach it and the way the body reacts back to you. And then you actually can do it. Then you can be loving to your body and your body is loving back to you. And then you can, you know, bring it out into other aspects of your life.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. So if anybody wants to learn more about you and your upcoming projects and gets your books, where can they find more information about you?
1: Well, if you put my name in, um, in um, Amazon search bar, you will definitely see my books right away. But uh, if you want to connect more, um, you can find me on my website, which is www.otakarakletki.com. It's just my name. And there is also a free uh, available a free download of uh, meditation for the body. There are some um, there is also a free little children's book um, or a grown-up's book. it's a dog's guide to humans. It's a funny. Book, so. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, it's just a fun It's just a fun book. So there are like some some easy freebies and then there is a way to contact me right there so at Otakarakletki.com.
0: Wonderful. Well, Otakata, this has been an amazing conversation. You're so fascinating. And I hope that everybody gets as much out of it as I did. So thank you so much again for being here.
1: Thank you, Melody, so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: All right. Until next time, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.